I'm Nikki. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to Scrolling the Deck. Hi, Hi. How are you? I'm, t- I'm doing good. How are you doing this lovely morning? Oh, well, we just worked through some tech issues, but we're all good now. All good in the hood. <laughs> Thank you, Anne from Riverside. So today we're here to talk about YouTube kids, which is a fun one, but I want to tell you a quick story. Yeah. Love a <laughs> quick story from you. Happened. You have the, like the best little quick stories. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're in the car yesterday, and Alec is singing the song, and he's got hand gestures going, and he has his phone in his hand, right? Yeah. And and he's moving his hands, and then he chucks it on accident over <laughs> to me. I'm driving, and it hits me in the eye socket. No way. It's <laughs> like, why is your phone in your hand? <laughs> Put your fucking phone down. I was just like, and it, immediately I was like, okay, we're working on some stuff like a family media plan. And I want to suggest some areas where maybe don't have your, you don't need to have your phone out. And I was like, in the car, like, <laughs> Put your phone down when you're in the car because, you know, when you're driving and the person next to you is like on social media or whatever yeah. and you're like, hello, like, what you, can you talk to me? Yeah. And what are you looking at? Like, what am I not entertaining enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And then to go as far as to be dancing with his phone in his hand, throw it at me on accident. I was just like, we were laughing so hard, but I was like, oh my God. It was funny slash not funny. But, you know. <laughs> funny, not funny. <laughs> funny, not funny. Okay. So anyway, let's move on to talk about YouTube kids. YouTube so, kids. Let's do it. Yeah. So so do your kids watch YouTube kids, Ash? So they have actually been watching a couple YouTube shows at times, but I really, I don't like it. Um, I don't like the mm-hmm. advertisements that are on it, actually. I don't think mm-hmm. the advertisements are appropriate at all. And then if they do really want to watch a YouTube show um, because of school, by the way, School will do YouTube shows. Watching YouTube. Yeah, oh, and they know YouTube from school. They really want to watch it. I will sit there and watch it with them because I want to know what it is. Uh, my four-year-old really wanted to watch a, a show on YouTube that he mm-hmm. learned from preschool, and I was watching it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this one. I don't, I don't like it. So yeah, that's our experience with YouTube right now. We're just kind of, they're just kind of dipping their toes in it, and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of YouTube. And I'm not either. I we don't watch any YouTube kids with the kids or without the kids. We don't let them watch it. I know a lot of families that use it. I, I think families see it as like the safe option. Like it's not social media. It's educational, you know. And they let their kids watch. It. I mean, it's called YouTube Kids. It's got kids in the title. It should be appropriate right. for kids, right? But I think in my experience, I've seen a few family members' kids or friends' kids watching it, and I feel like when I glance, they're watching like other kids playing with toys. Mm -hmm. And I just think to myself, why don't you just play with toys? Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. No, we've actually watched a show. Um, I, I didn't understand what the kid was saying. I don't know if it was another language or the kid was just kind of mumbling, but they were Mm -hmm. playing with tractors and mud and, and dinosaurs and mud. So, so let me kind of back up and talk about like, what is YouTube kids? And some stats around it. So YouTube Kids is an app specifically designed for kids. It makes it easier for kids to find content that they're interested in. So it's a child-friendly video sharing app. It's free to download. It's basically a colorful, like stripped down version of YouTube. 
and technically it's a portal to the main YouTube service, but the main YouTube uses an algorithm to filter out the grown-up stuff and funnel down the kids stuff mm-hmm. to YouTube kids. On the App Store, it says YouTube Kids is for uh, kids four and older, um, but I've done a lot of research over the past week on it, and several um, organizations who've done reviews on the platform are actually recommending that it is for kids seven and older. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just throwing that out there. YouTube Kids has 35 million users weekly around the world. Uh, the most popular channels as of this month, number one is Choo Choo TV Nursery Rhymes and Kids Songs, mm-hmm. which is the most subscribed kids channel with approximately 67.3 million subscribers. The second most popular channel for kids is a Spanish language channel called El Reino Infantil, ranked second with approximately 60 million subscribers. Wow. And third is Masha and the Bear. Have you seen Masha and the Bear? Yeah, it's oh on Netflix. Masha. It drives me crazy. What is, What are they doing? Like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> One of my kids actually loves Masha and the Bear. Some of these um, new shows are very similar to, do you remember um, The Roadrunner? Yeah, One? like Tom and Jerry. What, yeah, Kinda, where they're just chasing each other. Yeah. The Roadrunner and the Coyote, I think it was. Yeah. That one show, that yeah. one cartoon, Bugs Bunny, um, Tom and Jerry. They're yeah. very, they kind of have like a similar feel to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the nostalgic vibes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple stats. 80% of US parents of children 11 and under say their kids watch YouTube. And 53% of those parents say their child watches videos on YouTube at least once a day. And so let's talk about, is YouTube Kids really safe for kids? Mm. It's called YouTube Kids, right? It's in the name. So it must be safe, right? No, no. Okay. Nothing online is completely safe. And we're going to just tell you a little bit more about the platform that you're putting your kids on every day. There is a chance that kids can see things that they shouldn't on YouTube Kids, I went and downloaded the app from the App Store for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the second paragraph in the main description, I want to read this, okay? So it says, We work hard to keep the videos on YouTube kids family-friendly and use a mix of automated filters built by our engineering teams, human review, and feedback from parents to protect our youngest users online. But no system is perfect and inappropriate videos can slip through. Mm. So we're constantly working to improve our safeguards and offer more features to help parents create the right experience for their families. So right off the bat, they're admitting that there is inappropriate content on their platform. Or there's chance for it to slip through. I like how they use Yeah. So one study found that 27% of videos watched by kids eight and under on YouTube Kids are actually intended for older audiences with violence being the most likely negative content type. So remember that made for kids videos on YouTube kids are self flagged. So I set up a YouTube channel for this podcast. And when I upload a video, there's a question, is this video made for kids? And there's a little question mark and you can find out what they mean by that. So is this video intended for kids to watch? And I said, no, you know, our videos are for parents. Mm -hmm. But it's self-flagged, right? So I could have clicked yes, and then that video would have gone through the algorithm, not by a human, right? It would have just gone through their um, software, and then if the software deemed it appropriate for kids, that it would go through to YouTube Kids. We're relying on people to self-flag the videos, and then it to go through a computer system right? before it hits YouTube Kids. So we're really putting trust in other people to check off that box if 
their videos are kid friendly, if a four year old could watch it. Yeah. Your intention with letting your kids watch YouTube kids, maybe to have them watch educational videos, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But well, let me share something with you. Only about 4% of videos on YouTube kids have high educational value. So that means 96% of the videos are what they consider low quality media. Low quality media are things like videos of other kids playing with toys or unwrapping things, things that don't have educational value. And this study also found that the longer kids watch low quality media, the higher the rate of poor impulse control and self-regulation plus poorer language development. Mm -hmm. So don't think that your kids are getting educational content when you put them on YouTube kids. I think that's the mindset that most parents probably have is, you know, YouTube is different than social media, like what you discussed, you know, um, Mm -hmm. YouTube isn't TikTok, it isn't Instagram, it isn't Facebook, there probably has this sense of like, oh, it must be better. And again, it must be educational. We're setting up a little bit of a precedence where parents are just saying, oh, it's YouTube kids, therefore it must be okay. Maybe I don't need to look over over those videos. Maybe I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. need to, I'll just let them be on YouTube kids and it must be friendly enough. It must be appropriate enough. I think we're putting a lot of trust into YouTube kids to d- uh, discern whether or not and make the judgment whether or not it's appropriate for our kids. Yeah. And are we okay letting them watch something that we have no idea what's on there? Like inappropriate content, it should be moderated and not visible on YouTube Kids, but there are problems. YouTube Kids admits in their own privacy policy that inappropriate content does get through. So kids are seeing actually a lot of inappropriate content on YouTube Kids. And a recent study found that 27% of videos that kids watch on YouTube Kids are not age appropriate. And 6% of videos include mild or moderate sexual content. It's everyday people that are labeling these videos as for kids, and then we rely on the computer algorithms to confirm this. Mm-hmm. And remember what we're, what I've learned through our research in these episodes is that there are bad people out there that are trying to take advantage of children. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't trust these people to be self-labeling if their videos are for kids. And I think one big takeaway that that is going to be for me with this episode is You can't use YouTube kids as a babysitter. If you're not willing to monitor and watch with them, then don't put them on it. Let them watch the kids area of Netflix. Put on a movie that you've seen before and you know is appropriate. But these YouTube kids channels where they can get served things that you have not reviewed and that have inappropriate ads on them, which we'll talk about ads in a minute. Like if you're not willing to watch it and flag things and report things, then I say you shouldn't be letting your kids use it. Absolutely. I mean, at least with Netflix, uh, one, they don't have any ads, right? And then two is you can definitely watch it first uh, Mm -hmm. and see if it's appropriate enough and see if it matches with your family and what fits for your family. As on YouTube kids, they can be watching something harmless one second and then the next second it could be something completely inappropriate. So let me give you some examples of inappropriate things that kids and adults have seen and found on YouTube Kids. You can find videos on YouTube Kids where it shows popular characters, but with sort of bad animation, like recreated. And its intention is 
to hook the kid in with a character that they recognize, but then it quickly gets inappropriate or disturbing. Like these videos look like they're for kids, but they're clearly not. And whoever creates these types of videos have figured out how to use tags to fool the YouTube algorithm and slide past the filters. So here are some examples. One kid saw a claymation Spider-Man urinating on Elsa on YouTube Kid. Um, some kids found Nick Jr. characters in a strip club. Oh, that's new. <laughs> some kid found Disney Jr. characters who turned into monsters and tried to feed each other to alligators. Like, and that may be funny for some older kids, but I don't want my two-year-old or four-year-old seeing that, right? Well, and the, let me let's just throw this out there. What's the purpose of people making that stuff? The purpose of making that stuff and, and throwing it in there is, you know, what they want to traumatize kids or they they think it's funny or or they, what, to scare kids? Yeah, I think uh, it's hard to begin to understand like what bad people, like the reasons why bad people are doing these things, but it just is happening. Like bad people are creating videos that are sucking kids in and then showing them something disturbing. This is on purpose. They're doing this on purpose. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I can't fathom why someone would do that, but it is happening. I think that's the takeaway of what you're also saying too, is like it, it, it is happening. People will just slip videos in there to scare kids. Yeah. One video that a woman in Utah found, her four-year-old son was watching a video of a family playing, not animated, a real family playing roughly with a young girl. And this included a scene where her forehead was shaved and she cries and starts to bleed. This is on YouTube Kids. A woman, Stacy Burns in Indiana, was cooking dinner while her three-year-old son was watching videos on YouTube Kids. Her son yelled out, Mommy, the monsters scare me. And Stacy walked over and saw a video featuring crude renderings of characters from Paw Patrol. They were screaming in a car, and then the car drove directly into a light pole and burst into flames. And this 10-minute clip was titled, Paw Patrol Babies Pretend to Die Suicide. Wow. Okay. That sounds disturbing just for me to watch. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I know. It's like there are videos simulating a school shooting. There are videos where characters lose weight by drinking a certain potion. You know, um, there's a cartoon video showing human trafficking. In this video, an injured and abused female character disguised as a pet wolf is bought for $400 from a masked man with a simple phone call. This is probably the worst one that I found. A boy in Florida was watching YouTube Kids and spliced in between one of the videos was footage of a man in sunglasses telling children how to slit their wrists. Oh, that is so awful. The mother reported it. It took YouTube kids a whole week to pull the video down. This video popped back up on regular YouTube later on. And again, it took YouTube several days to remove it. Why is it taking one week? And how did that get in there? Yeah, they they say, YouTube kids says that if you report it, that it has human review. So that human reviewing it somewhere, that should have taken it down forever. That person should not be able to upload any more videos, yet they are. And these videos that I mentioned have millions of views and are shown with ads, which means that they've had so many views that YouTube is then making money off of them. And they've been seen by millions of children and not been taken down. Some of these are still up. It baffles me. It absolutely baffles me. When a kid sees inappropriate content, like how does that make 
the child feel? Like what happens in their little brains? Elicits feeling scared, feeling probably confused. Like, well, what, what is happening there? Especially for a kid that's a little bit more younger, like four, five, six. I've had even mm-hmm. my kids come up to me and say like, hey, this is a scary part. The kids really feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe feeling unsafe, right? Like they think they feel unsafe. Or uncomfortable. Or you're triggering some of those feelings inside. And I think um, what I read is it can cause trauma, like seeing inappropriate content before you're ready can cause trauma. It can impair a kid's social and interpersonal development. And I think overall just makes them feel uncomfortable and confused. And I don't want my kids to feel unsafe, uncomfortable, or confused. Let's say the kid does feel uncomfortable, unsafe, and confused, and and they don't have necessarily a trusted or safe person at home, then the kid's mm-hmm. kind of left with those feelings. Um, yeah. Instead of actually, if they did, let's say they did have uh, a parent at home that they trusted, that they feel safe with and comfortable, they could actually walk up, hey, mom, dad, I don't feel comfortable with this, or I feel really scared. Like, can you mm-hmm. see this? I don't like this video. And especially yeah. with those examples that you were talking about, most of those kids went up to their parent and said like, mommy, daddy, I don't like this. This is scary. Right. That's, right. that is such a good, an attachment to have. And I think a lot of kids, even that do have a parent at home may just see something, be a little confused and then literally keep watching and watching True. and watching mm-hmm. and never say anything and sort of internalize it. And this is another reason why parents should be monitoring it because you have to be involved with them on YouTube kids in reporting the videos in flagging them because YouTube won't review them with a human review until you flag it and report it to them. We all have to be involved in this experience for it to be safe. Right. And we can't expect the kids to flag it. We can't expect the kids to deem it inappropriate because they're learning what appropriate is and what inappropriate is. A lot of four or five, six-year-olds don't even know that. Even some teens don't even really know that. That's why it is so important for parents to be Mm -hmm. watching that because we can't be putting that on our kids. Maybe, maybe they don't say anything. Maybe they just keep watching it. Then we lead into something where, okay, then their brain gets traumatized and then they get a little desensitized by it. It's actually really good that your kid could point out like that feels scary. If you have a kid that's just constantly watching scary, aggressive things on YouTube kids or wherever, and then they're not Mm -hmm. scared by it. That's something to kind of have some feelers out for. Yeah. And how does that play out long-term? Something for us to really look into and talk about further. Absolutely. But let's talk about the ads. So 95% of videos on YouTube kids have ads on them. Mm -hmm. And one study found that over 50% of the ads on YouTube kids was for food and drinks that are high in sugar, salt, or fat. Mm -hmm. And another study found that one in five ads watched by children um, eight and under on YouTube kids is considered not age appropriate, i.e. included violent content, sexual content, drugs or alcohol, or political ads. So you don't only have to be concerned about the inappropriate content in the videos your kids are watching. You also need to be aware that they are being served ads in between the videos that could potentially be inappropriate or for products that you don't find safe or healthy for your child. Or let's even talk about what what kind of messages is it sending regarding eating and body image, mm-hmm. eating behaviors and, and healthy habits and, and all of that. And that's something that yeah. parents can't 
can't control, that it's just getting fed to them. There's a law that exists that these technology companies cannot log data on our children and then serve targeted ads to them. This just keeps happening. Like they just keep doing it. They're, they are collecting data on our kids and then they get fined hundreds of millions of dollars, which is nothing to them. They pay the fine and then you just hear it again in the news. There was two reports recently found YouTube collecting data and targeting ads to our kids, which they're not supposed to be doing. Like I said, Um, Just last month, a report was released that found YouTube's advertising practices had the potential to undercut the privacy of children watching the videos. So YouTube is acting in a way to addict your child to the videos. And I want to talk about a couple of the addictive features that can be really dangerous for our kids online and really us online too. One is autoplay. So do you know what autoplay is? No, I don't. Enlighten me. Yeah. So it's basically a manipulative design tactic meant to keep children online for as long as possible. So it keeps one video coming after another with no pause or interruption. So when one video ends, another video plays. And this was something that got a lot of flack and um, negative feedback for on YouTube kids. They had autoplay on for a while. And then parents complained. And so they made it optional, but they had it on, toggled on still. Mm -hmm. And now it's toggled off, but it's super easy to turn back on. I literally downloaded YouTube Kids yesterday. It's like one of the three options that they can control themselves. Now, I don't expect kids to be knowing to turn that on, but who knows what they're doing on there. So then it's also like, why, why are we having continuous videos? So that's a question. Well, they create autoplay to manipulate you into staying on the platform right. as long as possible. Same for adults, right? right. It's just never ending if you don't if you don't turn it off, and it makes it really hard to part with it. And and that's that's the message that we're consistently seeing throughout all the platforms is they're wanting kids to stay on. They they don't care whether or not your kid's been on it for one hour and ten hours. They they want you they want you an adult and they mm-hmm. want your kids to stay on the platform for as long as possible. They don't want your right. kid to go outside and play. They don't want your kid no. to interact face-to-face with their parents or their friends. They right. don't want your kid to be bored. They they want your kid to stay on the platform. So again, it has to do with money. It has to do with ads again. And I asked like, why are kids getting ads? Like, are the kids, the kids going to buy some, some cookie ad? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, so well, I will say if you upgrade the to YouTube premium for $13.99 a month, your child will not see ads. Wow. The addictive features are still there, but you have to pay extra in order for your child to not see ads. So I, I perceive that as pay $14 a month to protect your child. We won't, but you can pay us $14 a month and we'll protect your child <laughs> by not serving them ads. We'll protect your child from ads, but they'll still see inappropriate content in our videos. And we will still um, give them algorithm-driven recommendations and autoplay. You know, like, are we all cool with this? Like, we're just like, we're we're so blind to this conversation. There's so many people that don't think before they give their kids something that can affect them forever. I mean, they're spending, a lot of kids are spending hours a day on YouTube kids and the parents aren't even researching it beforehand or they think... It must be safe, but it's not. Correct. And I think too, something that I, I really want to talk about as well that I've seen in my practice is when you get kids that are on YouTube and they're watching YouTube a lot, they want to then start their own channel. 
And this is where it can get a little dicey and a little interesting because you do have some kid influencers out on YouTube right now, some big time kid influencers that are making quite a bit of money on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And the kids know that. I want to, you know, stream video games. I want to play video games on YouTube. I want to do videos and all of this stuff on YouTube. I've seen kids as young as four years old, you know, film a video um, just for their family, but they're like, you know, hey guys, like, like, and subscribe. And like, they're acting like they are YouTubers. And I mean... It's it's cute on the surface. It seems cute, but how much time are they spending on these platforms to feel like that's normal? And do we have to act like we have an audience all the time? What does that do to a kid, you know, to to be living their life like they are playing to an audience is an interesting thing to think about, right? Oh yeah, for sure. When when can they live their authentic life? Like when can they live live their mm-hmm. life of just playing as a child instead of it has right. to be on blast and and you're recording, right? It's a privacy thing, you know, like we grew up with a lot of privacy, all the privacy, things that we did were viewed by our family and maybe our friends at school. But we didn't have to worry about them getting out in a video on the internet, kind of needing that attention that comes with everything you do being blasted out online. So I don't know. For kids and seeing YouTubers, it looks cool. And it does. It looks really cool. And and so they feel inspired. I think they're mm-hmm. also getting the wrong message that it, it looks so easy to do and you make all of this money doing when there is so much back end to it of Mm -hmm. marketing and business and video editing Editing. and email subscribers and just so much. Do you remember just, and I'm just going to throw out some like eighties actors that were young, young kids like Drew Barrymore, Mm -hmm. um, Macaulay Mm -hmm. Culkin, um, Ashley and Mary Kay Olsen. Mary Kay and Ashley. We were watching one of their videos yesterday. Yeah. Lindsay (laughs) Lohan. Um, Some of these actors that started out as kids, they had some big struggles when it turned to teenage and and young adult and adult life with their mental health, with Mm -hmm. um, juggling being famous, right? When you're putting yourself on blast, you're you're getting your confidence from other people's reactions to you. And then maybe when that goes away, like how do you keep your confidence up. So after learning more about the inappropriate content on YouTube kids and the ads and the monitoring and some of the um, addictive features like Ash, where are you at with YouTube kids? How are you feeling about it? Uh, I definitely feel that parents just need to be incredibly aware that we are relying on other people to check that box. If it's kid friendly, we are relying on software. We're relying on our kids to flag it for us, right? So my thoughts are if if you're going to go YouTube kids, you got to watch it with them. Try going to a platform where there's not ads, where it's easy for you to do the research on these on these videos. And on those platforms, it's not user-generated content. Like Netflix is creating that content. And so you can trust that it's probably not super educational, but it's not it's not user-generated by some random person wherever in the world. It's a legitimate, reputable company that's creating this content. So, so for me, YouTube kids, it feels a little like the, like the wild, wild west. Like 
you, I don't know what's going to be on there. I think maybe there are quality videos on YouTube Kids, but I think they're really actually hard to find. I think most of it is not educational or potentially inappropriate. And I think that parents are treating YouTube Kids as a babysitter. And unless you are willing to watch it with your kids, moderate the content and report things that are inappropriate, then you shouldn't be putting your kid on there. That's just my opinion. Absolutely. 100%. A tip for me is consider not letting your kids watch YouTube kids. I think. How did I know you were going to pick that? (laughs) I'm always like, you're really consistent. (laughs) I know. I mean, I think like you don't have to let them do it. You don't have, you don't have to let them use an iPad. You don't have to let them watch YouTube kids. You don't have to let them be on social media. Like none of these things are must do's, right? Mm -hmm. So there are lots of other options. I'm not saying cut literally everything out of your kid's life, but we don't do any of those things. And our kids are creative and independent. And also we watch movies and they watch TV too. Like it's fine to have a balance. For me, YouTube kids is, is too risky. There's too many inappropriate things on there after doing the research. If you are okay with your kid watching YouTube kids, um, like we said, watch it with them, monitor it. If you see something disturbing or inappropriate, make sure you flag it and report it. And that way it shouldn't surface again. Let's prepare our kids. Hey, you're going to be watching YouTube. There might be a video that scares you, or there might be something that feels not so good or uncomfortable. Talk to mom about it. Talk to dad about it. Let us know. So prepare them. That helps the kid know that if they feel something that just doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel safe, it feels scary, that they can come to you, right? I think number two is if you do find your child watching something inappropriate, let's not punish them. Let's not shame them, right? If it's YouTube kids and they're watching something inappropriate, let's let's gear that anger towards YouTube kids. Let's not gear mm-hmm. it towards towards our own children. Okay. Cause they're again, like they're learning, they're, they're developing, they're, they're not quite sure what's appropriate or what's inappropriate. And let's have a discussion about it. If we mm-hmm. shame and punish our kids for watching something inappropriate that shouldn't even be on that channel or that platform anyways, what you're going to create is then your kid is not going to go to you when they do feel scared, when something is confusing, when something is inappropriate. And we want to create a relationship that they feel connected, they feel comfortable and safe with you. Asking them questions about how it made them feel, letting them ask as many questions as they want. I think just like taking the time, it can feel easy to just be like, okay, let's just turn that off, flag it and turn it off. But like if they have seen something inappropriate and they need to process it, let them ask the questions, get down to their level and take the time that is needed to address it so they're not thinking about it and feeling confused about it exactly. you know, going forward. Exactly. Having that open discussion, allowing them to ask those questions. Also, when I say do not shame them or punish them, it, what that looks like is, hey, you shouldn't be watching that. That's bad of you. Um, you're a you're a bad kid for watching that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And then just take it away, right? Like I told you, you couldn't watch things like that. You know, right. that, that, that's a great example. Those, those are ways where it can create some shaming. And then it also also just creates the barrier so they're not coming to you. And I think the biggest thing is 
to equip our kids that they feel comfortable enough to go to you guys, to go to parents and say, Hey, you know, I didn't feel good about this. I didn't feel good about what this person said, or I didn't feel good about watching this. I also want to make sure you check the parental controls. They're not always built in. You have to turn things on and adjust things as you go. You can add specific videos and channels uh, to your child's like YouTube kids experience. But remember that if you pick a channel and you've reviewed you know, what they offer, they're still uploading new things. So you have a responsibility to ensure that whatever the channel adds continually is appropriate for that kid of yours. So just keep reviewing, keep monitoring what they're doing. Definitely consider up- upgrading to YouTube premium, $14 a month. That would be worth it for me so my child doesn't see ads. Um, but remember that addictive features are still available and also the chance of seeing inappropriate content. Lastly, I want to end with some screen time limits. So generally, after you know researching some different studies and recommendations from different platforms, I would say if your kid is under five, like little or no screen time. Like as minimal as possible. And for me and our family, if it's watched under that age, it's as a group. We're watching a movie together. We're watching a video together. So then from six to nine years old, one hour per day maximum. I'm not saying that I'm 100% great at this either. You know, like I'm not, we are not totally successful with this all the time, but this is a great guide. Um, And then 10 and up, no more than two hours per day. And this includes all screen time, like not just YouTube kids here. We've shared a lot of interesting research, you know, high amounts of screen time at these young ages can cause developmental delays, ADHD type issues. Thank you guys for listening to our episode about YouTube kids. We hope you found it interesting. We hope you got some good tidbits and you're going to apply that to your family and what you guys are doing with YouTube kids. We want this to be a collaborative conversation, judgment-free zone. We want to bring you guys conversations that you find interesting and helpful for your family. So, let us know your feedback. Let us know your ideas. Um, this is a two-way conversation and we appreciate you guys being part of it. Thank you for listening to Scrolling to Death.